three, two, one, and we're live. You're tuning to the Cosmic Children Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. And today I have an interesting individual in the studio with me. Before we jump into the conversation with this individual, how would you describe what you do to someone who has never heard of you, don't know what you do online? How would you describe that? Um, I make uh, internet videos where I, I guess I basically do whatever I want. Okay. Or I try try to do that. That was that's the whole idea and goal of of sneaky sushi. I guess just doing whatever I want and I guess making a living out of it. Okay. You know? Yeah. What is sneaky sushi then? How how would you describe it? What is sneaky sushi? Um, sneaky sushi is um is it's me at my I don't want to say best form, but it's me at my maybe ideal ideal form i mean um i've said this before in my videos like sneaky sushi isn't it is me but it's maybe an exaggerated version of me right i have this idea of who maybe who i want to be and um that's who i'm striving striving to be Mm. um and and yeah i guess i mean i don't really have a it's it's nothing that deep i just make videos that i i want to and just i just try to be as authentic as i can online and yeah, apparently people like that. Apparently. Yeah. Was 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 that a shock to you? Um I I had I had a I've a, I always had a hunch. I mean, I guess people just like authenticity, right? They mm. just like seeing someone I guess be themselves, yeah. express themselves as at their natural best, mm. right? And I try to do that. I don't always see the mark in every one of my videos, but that's what I I I aim for and I strive for. And I think people Perhaps people resonate with that, lah. Yep. You know, mm. I'm curious to know, uh, what prompted you to start doing this? Because in the context we're in Singapore, in the context of Singapore, it's an unlikely career choice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm curious to know what got you to start. What were you interested? What what type of content were you consuming initially? Yeah, why? Um, uh, yeah, I like I said, I just wanted to to do whatever I want whenever I want, and mm. also earn. A lot of money okay you know are those two correlated <laughs> or is yeah <laughs> uh, I, definitely back then uh back then i was i mean i just i came from a maybe low to middle middle income family yeah. right i just at that time i was going it was quite a low point in my life i don't want to dive deeper into that but I was, it was quite a low point in my life and i was i was i was just a broke student a broke uni student uh, not even uni i dropped out of uni so i was like Congrats. completely yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I just dropped out of uni and I was just like, fuck man, what what am I doing? Like there's surely there has to be I don't know, surely there has to be something I could I don't know, do or give, you know. There's definitely surely there has to be more to life than just this. Mm. Right. So I mean I started many things. I, I tried doing e-commerce, like drop shipping. Like most stuff. people, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> at that time it was just money, right? Yep. The first thing on my mind was I want to get money. Yep. With my e-commerce store, I sort of achieved that. I was quite comfortable. And then I thought, uh, man, this isn't very fulfilling, man. I mean, yeah, I, I got a bit of money now, but like, I feel my, my creative side wasn't, you know, engaged. I didn't okay. engage it that much. So, um, yeah, I tried starting a, my first YouTube channel was a gaming YouTube channel where I made mm. short films for a game called Fortnite. Okay. And then, um, uh, from there, I, I thought, um, I want to make Singaporean videos. So I just started Sneaky Sushi and then here we, here I am. 
So I guess it just stems from me. Mm, excuse me. It stems from me wanting money first and then wanting to find fulfillment. Yep. And then just, I guess this is where it landed me. How, how, <laughs> I'm curious to know at that point in time, how would you describe fulfillment? Because it's one of those intangible things that yeah. one might not be able to uh, find a description to. In mm. fact, the more you try to find it, it kind of changes and, and it meanders as, as you grow up. So I'm yeah. curious to know at that point, what what was missing? What what was tangibly missing? You mentioned your creative side. So yeah. has that always been not engaged? Have have you figured is 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 that like the common pattern before you started sneaky? Sushi? Um I guess previously I because I studied film in in Bali mm. and I I enjoyed it a lot. Yep. You know, I, I loved it. I guess I could I maybe I found I, I just I just knew I loved making films. Yep. Right. But um then along the way, I guess I, I sort of drifted away from that and then um um yeah as when i was when i started my e-commerce store i totally detached from from that yep. aspect of my life mm. right and um i guess uh, because i drifted so far i wanted uh, yeah so there was a disconnect I, my creative side just wasn't engaged so yep. i just wanted to start doing Films. I wouldn't call them films, but I just wanted to be in video again. Mm. Yeah, that's why I just started making YouTube, YouTube videos. But uh, yeah, as for fulfillment, I I didn't know. Yeah, like you said, it's not something tangible. Yep. But I just know there's it's just that feeling inside. Like you know something isn't yep. there's a void. So, um, yeah, I, I was just trying as many different things that I thought I would like, mm. and um, uh, yeah, just trying and failing. Yeah, eventually I landed upon Sneaky Sushi making a YouTube video, YouTube channel in Singapore, and yep. that gave me so far the most fulfillment. So I'm just gonna stick, yep. stick with it and just yep. continue and see where this takes me. I guess. Yeah, I find yeah. it important to ask and to segue a little bit. Um, I'm curious to know what's your relationship like with failure. Mm. Uh, I, I don't want to sound cliche or sound like a fucking <laughs> wealth guru or something, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, failure is is the 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 mother of success. Like, yeah, like, it's fucking cliche. Mm. But yeah, I mean, if you everyone who has succeeded or like all those, I don't know, anyone successful, you know, they've failed hundreds, thousands of times. It's just that one success made them who they are. And everyone thinks it's also easy to be, you know, a singer or Beyonce or or you know, to to be a YouTuber. But but nah, man, it's there's a lot of hard work and and failure involved in yeah, it if, yeah. even if, even based on what you said to 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 succeed is to fail like a hundred or so times but mm -hmm. the the essence of that is that you have to try yeah you have to try a hundred times and not give up let's say on the 99th time because you don't really know what's going to happen next yeah so yeah. how were the early days of the channel like because you, you mentioned you had a previous channel uh that mm -hmm. was doing gaming videos and with that i assume you don't need to be front facing it's more like behind the scenes you can provide commentary but with the current channel you have you are in front of the camera which mm -hmm. is very different from let's say if you like film you like being behind the camera so i'm curious to know how were the early days like um i was definitely very shy to show my face that's okay. why my first i think first three or four videos <clears throat> I didn't even show my face. It was just like me doing a voiceover with the graphics yep. popping up. But um, I thought to myself, um, if I want to make this big, right? If I want to build a brand, I need to put a face to this voice. It's just it's it's just more scalable that way. So I just 
I just did it even though I was uncomfortable and I gradually got accustomed to it. Yep. And now I'm just quite quite normal in front of the camera. Would you say that yeah. you're more comfortable right now being in front of the camera, speaking to the camera, being this uh, persona that is sneaky sushi in front of the camera? Uh, yeah, definitely. Sometimes I feel like I'm more comfortable speaking to a camera than to another human. That's being interesting. Because it's, <laughs> <laughs> cause it's like, I'm just in my room and I just I can just say whatever I want. And I know that, yeah, like that, that will be my best self, you know, when I'm just alone in my room with yep. the camera. Yeah, and like just roll and go. I think yeah. it's interesting because we are so accustomed to, especially YouTube has been around for like 15 plus years and we watch these videos of uh, creators talking to, to the camera, but the reality is that they're, they're, they're alone in their, in, in their room talking to the camera and then they're going to do post edits, but mm. that is the side that we do not see. We just yeah. see them like as, as though they're talking to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious to know, um, were there any deliberate choices uh, when you started Sneaky Sushi as the, the 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 current channel? Were there any deliberate choices that you wanted to make with it that is different from the previous uh, channel? Uh, any deliberate choices? Yeah. Um, I mean, I just for my gaming channel, it was more targeted towards a global audience, maybe a US audience, and um, um, that was fulfilling for me at the beginning but later after about a year and a half of doing that gaming channel um even i mean it did it did quite well it did relatively well right i would say it's even it did even better than sneaky sushi right now like there were more subs there were more the view count was way higher yep. but i don't know for some reason i just wanted to make singaporean i just wanted to connect with with my country right because it feels it felt a bit weird. Like I, I'm a Singaporean dude, but I'm making content for, for overseas people for for US or like mm. in the UK. Mm. But um, and and I guess also it's I also identified that there was something lacking in the YouTube scene in Singapore. Like I just know that it can be better, and I just know that it's it's about I wouldn't I don't want to say it's about time, but there needs to be an influx of new creators. In, in the YouTube scene in Singapore, in Singapore at yep. least. So I just thought, yeah, fuck it, man. Let's, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to, I'm going to be that, that guy, that, that unicorn, that yep. quote unquote, oh, unicorn. That quote unquote <laughs> revives the YouTube scene. But uh, I, I mean, I, I try, I'm trying my best. La. But, yeah. but, it's, but, but it's interesting that you mentioned that you had a successful channel previously mm -hmm. and you felt sort of like a, like innate desire to try something that, people might not be too, perhaps too up for. It, it sounds like though you, you took a big risk. Am, am I right in interpreting that? Because if you already have a successful channel, conventional knowledge goes is that, okay, maybe you, you continue pushing it. Mm. But you felt this innate desire to, okay, maybe we try a different type of content and you start fresh. Yeah. I, I don't How know, do you man. contextualize I, I th that? <laughs> I think I'm just, I like, I don't know. I Like thinking back, like, even me just dropping out of uni without a backup plan at all. Yep. You know, I didn't even thought of starting a YouTube channel. I just knew that school just wasn't it, man. Like, fuck this. So I yep. just dropped out. Yep. And, and I guess it was the same feeling with my initial quote-unquote successful channel as well. Mm -hmm. Even though it was doing quite well, I, I just knew like, this isn't it. Like, this is not it. So I just dropped everything and and changed. Yep. And, I, and I realized throughout my life, I... There, there were a few. There were many instances where I did this. I just dropped everything and just jumped on, moved on to the next thing. Maybe yeah. I have a short attention span or something, but that's I don't know. I realize that's how I operate. Yeah. Yeah. So there could be sometime in the future where you have felt that 
uh, whatever you wanted to do with Sneaky Sushi as the brand is over and you move on to something else. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Maybe that could happen. That could happen. But so far, not yet. Yep. And I don't see it, um, see this ending anytime soon. Yep. It's still, yeah, I, I, I feel like there's still many avenues for me to explore and I haven't reached my potential. I haven't peaked yet. Yep. So yeah, it's definitely not not time to move on from Sneaky Sushi, at least not yet. Yep. Yeah. So we, we touched on uh, being from Singapore and wanting to create more localized content. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know, um, what does it mean for you to say that you are a creator or creative from Singapore? Um, sorry, can you repeat the question? What does it mean for you um, to say that you are a creator or a creative from Singapore? What does it mean to me? Yeah. Um, I ask because... Uh, there's always been a comparison between let's say the type of content let's say we want to watch as, as consumers there is a disparity between oh westernized content or maybe like uh, eastern meaning like Korean or Japanese but sometimes more often than not Singaporean content has the, the stigma of it being maybe lesser than but not uh, equally uh, comparable yeah. to uh, the masses yeah. but and that is actually not true because the, the type of content that Singaporeans can produce is I feel of equal standing, but there's always this overwrapping stigma. Oh, because of Singapore content, I would rather pay to watch uh, maybe something from Netflix, but yeah. I wouldn't pay to watch something local. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, as a creator yourself, what does it mean to 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 be a creator from Singapore? Um, you know, I've always thought about that whole uh, what you just explained. Like, yeah, I'm always wondering, like, why is it that? Yeah, why is it that we we value overseas content, whether whether be it Korean dramas or US TV shows or US content, more than our own local content? I've always been asking my question. I've always been asking that question, and I I don't know. I I really don't know. Do you have any running theories? Um, I don't know. Maybe it it, it could be cultural cringe mm. or something like we just we are just um. I don't know. We just cringe at cringe at ourselves. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. If I knew that if I knew that answer, I would tailor my videos to solve that yep. that question, yep. right? But um, yeah. I, I really don't know. I, I, I as for me, I just want to. I'm just trying. I'm just making content that I myself would like to watch. Yep. Right. And honestly, I I am and um, I'm guilty of that as well. Where I don't watch a lot of local content. Mm. At least not in. At, at least not for YouTube. Right, I honestly don't watch a lot of local YouTube content, mm. and and um, perhaps uh, perhaps that's why I wanted to. I don't know. I don't want to say changed. Um, I I changed this this scene, mm. this YouTube scene in Singapore, right? Because most of the content that I watch are overseas YouTuber. Yep, you overseas YouTubers, and I just wanted. I wanted that in Singapore, so I wanted Singapore to be as successful and 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 as th- and thriving as much mm. as overseas the overseas YouTube scene. So yeah. yeah. So in in comparing the two, let's say there is an overseas YouTube scene yeah. and there's like a local YouTube scene. Um, what do you think was missing? Uh, when you started doing your videos, you were let's say planning what type of videos to do. What do you think was missing? Uh, from the local scene that you wanted to bring in. I think it's not exact. It's not exactly something that's missing per mm. se it's bit it's more of we need more individual creators right i think a, a lot of the big channels or, or maybe even most channels they are run by i guess companies you know yep. corporations yep. and that just 
that limits the creativity in terms of, of the YouTube videos, right? If it's an indiv individual creator, whatever he or she wants to create goes out. Whatever he or she wants to say goes out. If it's, you know, by a company, it has to go through many levels mm. of, you know, QC and yep. quality check and whatever. And then it's just not as creative. So I think as long as there are more individual creators in this YouTube scene, it will start to thrive and there will be more original and more interesting content, right? Yeah. What sort of individual or what sort of early inspirations did you have for your personal channel? Um. Well, I mean, a lot, man. Mostly um, um, overseas YouTubers. I mean, I, I can name them. Yes, go but, ahead. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Moist Critical, um, um, Emma Chamberlain, Cody Ko, Noel Miller, even Mr. B's videos, yeah. um, um, H3H3. But, uh, do you still yeah. watch these channels? Yeah, or of course, of course. So, so you I still do. watch them? Yeah. So one, when when starting your channel and doing it and having all these inspirations, um, what did you draw from them that you wanted to include in your own channel? What um, what, what what attracted you to their channel? Um. Uh, I don't know. It was just, I just enjoyed, enjoyed the videos. I mean, a lot of, there's nothing, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the YouTube channels that I mentioned are commentary channels. Mm. So I guess that's where I drew a lot of my inspiration from. I saw like, hey, it's actually, it'd be quite fun to just talk shit and like roast people <laughs> online. So I just, uh, just fucking try and do it, you yep. know? Yep. But I'm always, I'm always inspired by a lot of videos. That's why if you look at my YouTube channel, I try it's not just all commentary videos, right? Sometimes I try, you know, giving away money. Sometimes I do yep. this. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes yep. I, I buy OnlyFans content. My my recent video, I just bought a three thousand dollars sex doll. You know, okay. I just do things right now. I just I'm just doing things that I I enjoy. Yep. Yeah, I think it's more like a, I get inspiration from a lot of channels. So I just yeah, I just try to make it my my style and yep. yeah in in relation to the sneaky sushi brand. Yeah. So yeah. Do you think your your type of content has changed along the years uh, of, yeah, of with the channel yeah, and sure. how so? Um, I think change is inevitable, right? Like mm. the only constant is is change. And I I myself don't want to stay constant. It'll be sad if my if like if I watch my videos from three years ago and I, and it's exactly the same style, same format as the videos that I'm doing today. I'll be quite sad. Mm. So um yeah, definitely there's there's change. Um, but uh. In terms of what changes, um, uh, I mean anything and everything can change. I I feel I I don't feel restricted to a certain type of content. I just you know I just do whatever I want. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And what inspires uh these types of content then? Mm, any any video that I see online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's really do, 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 so. I'm curious to know what what goes on behind the scenes. Like when you have an idea for the video, do you have people that you you bounce ideas off, or is it all mostly internal and you do everything yourself? Um, it's I would say six, 60, 70 percent. I it's just internal and and I do it myself. But a lot of times, I also share my ideas with my friends, mm. with with my family, and see how they react to it. If they are like, oh wow, really? You're gonna do that? Wow, fuck yeah, dude, do it! I'm like, okay, okay, great. This idea resonates with you. You're very enthusiastic, friends. <laughs> <laughs> not all the time. Not though, all not the all time. The, sometimes they're like, oh okay, I'll oh, go do all. Oh, you're doing that? Oh, okay, go do. Yeah, then that's where I know. Okay, yeah, maybe that video idea is isn't very good. Yep. But uh, yeah, I I do like to bounce my ideas off people. Yeah. Yep. So mm. a, a lot of your videos, um involve you providing or giving giving your own opinion about I think local affairs and local happenings around. Did you fear any potential backlash? Because I think Singapore as a country, 
as a country used to be quite conservative with their opinions. We don't usually voice uh, opinions that are contrary to popular belief. Of course, now with regards to social media, everything everything's a bit uh, squirrely. But mm. were, were there any concerns initially? Uh, nah, man. Like, no, not really. I mean, there is that um, that thought, you know. But I try not to. I, I'm not. I'm not affected by it. I mean, even if there will be or there is any back backlash, it's I. I'm just being me, you know. If you don't like that, then like you don't have to watch it, you know. If you don't like that, then it's you're not liking me as a person, and I can't do anything, right? It's not like I'm just trying to be a. I I try to be as that's why I try to be as authentic and honest as I can in every one of my videos, and if anyone, you know, uh, this sounds rude, but has a problem with that, then it's I I don't I don't know what else to do because mm. that's just me. You're just not liking me as a person, and. Yep. I mean, you can just go watch other content. You know, yeah. I you don't you're not forced to watch watch my stuff. Yeah, and that's that's the mentality that I that I do and I take when creating every one of my videos. Um, yeah, just basically trying to be as authentic as I can. Yeah. So, I'm curious to know, um, as an online video creator, what does authenticity mean? Because I ask because the platform of YouTube has been around for an, a significant amount of time, so much so that a lot of creators from the early days has been on for like 10, maybe 12 years. And you get to see their journey and you get mm. to see maybe uh, some some things they did before, they kind of have to atone for, they have to be responsible for, maybe the culture is a bit different. So I'm curious to know, what does the word authenticity mean to you? Because ultimately you are providing content through this persona. Um, do you have to be authentic to the persona? Is it authentic to you as an individual? Because there's a lot of these right, questions yeah. that some sometimes both might not be aligned. Sometimes mm. both might be different. So I'm curious to know how how would you define that? Wow. Um. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Now that you mentioned that, because I'll invoice you later. <laughs> <laughs> My consultant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh. Yeah. I guess. Um. Yeah. What What you said is correct because. Sneaky, I wouldn't say sneaky sushi is 100% myself. You know, like I mentioned, it's an exaggerated version of me. Um, but I would say maybe 20% exaggerated, 80% myself. So the, when I say exaggerate, exaggerated, I mean like just being more, trying to be more entertaining, right? More quick-witted, more... And almost all my videos are scripted, right? Mm. I don't talk like that in real life. Yep. I don't have a punchline or a funny penis joke in every sentence that yep. I say, right? So- um, Unfortunately, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I wish I was there, you know? That's why I say it's my, my best self, yep. you know, my best natural self. Yep. But um, uh, I guess being authentic, um, yeah, whatever I say, whatever opinion that I have, it's something that I would tell it's, it's something that I would tell my mom, you know, it's not, I'm not putting on a front mm. or at least I don't think I am, you know, maybe 10 years down the road when I look back at my video, I'm like, hey, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, what are you doing, you cringy asshole, you know? Yep, yep. But um, f at least for now, I'm just, I'm not trying to be anyone I'm not. Yep. Or at least I, I hope I'm not. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know, how do you toe the line between uh, giving your opinion and not being offensive? Because sometimes you giving an opinion might run directly in conflict with someone's, I guess, sense of self. It might be offensive. So how do you toe the line? Because right now you're in the public eye or more or less the public eye. You have uh, a community, you have fans and stuff like that. You have some sort of recognition and reputation. So I'm curious to know what, what, are, the, what are the thoughts that go into your head that uh, you, want to, you want to give your authentic opinion, mm. but there are certain considerations that you have, you, 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 you need to have as a brand because they might run in conflict with, uh, yeah. 
Oh, uh... Yeah, I don't. I don't really think put too much thought to that. Okay. I don't want it to. I don't want it to. Um, I guess ruin or like um affect my my point of view or my opinions on things. Mm-hmm. I try to be as on like I said, as honest and as unfiltered as I can. Even if it means offending some people, um, then I mean, so so be it lah. You know, okay. that's that, that's just me. Yep. It's like um, uh. Yeah, uh, I think I read somewhere that, that um, like Michael Jackson doesn't take singing classes, right? Because mm. he don't, he doesn't want it to affect his natural self, his natural way of singing. Yep. And and I th- I think it's the same for same as well for me. Like yeah, I try not to think too much about these things. I just try to be as honest and as natural as I can. Yep. Yeah, even if it means offending people. But I mean, there are certain things like you know. <laughs> Like you don't fucking don't be an asshole, don't be racist, you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't insult the K-pop fandom, yeah. Then you're good, you know. <laughs> I'm curious to know. Um, do you feel pressured pressured to create? Yeah, all, yeah, the, you all do. the fucking time, all yeah. the time, all the time. Yeah, I I I just want to one one up myself every video, right? So like, yeah, there's this constant pressure of me trying to better myself and try to. Yeah, I'd create better videos every time I every time I upload. So you know that's, that's a one-way ticket to the mental asylum, right? To, to constantly one-up yourself each and every video uh, where you have it, to upload like really? once a week or something. Is it really? <laughs> I would imagine you you look at the trajectory of yeah. some of these YouTube stars that mm. I think started uploading from 20, 2007, 2008. Mm. 90% of them have some sort of like a midlife dump yeah. just because of the pressure that they had to create and all the public scrutiny and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, that seems to be the trajectory. True. Yeah, there's, I mean, the the term YouTube burnout is very, is very common. Yep. But uh, I have, I have come close to hitting that a lot of times before. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's YouTube is like a, it's like a love-hate relationship to me. Like, What's the love and what's the hate? I love creating and showing my work to people, but I hate, you know, having to yeah constantly come up with ideas and one up myself. But I guess it's a, it's it's a happy, it's a good problem because it keeps me on my toes. It keeps me, you know, sharp and wanting yeah just wanting to improve myself every video. Do yeah. you find that you work uh, longer and harder than the average, let's say nine to five or ten to six job? Like, is is does does this career demand like I think like you know twelve fourteen hour days or something? Yeah, for sure. at at the start, definitely, yeah. definitely at the start. Now I'm trying to have a bit more balance between my, wow. my work and my. You're growing I'm up. Try, right? I'm trying. I'm trying. Doesn't mean I actually achieved it, you know, yeah, but yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, but what does that look like, though? Balance, because um, I assume you work for yourself, mm. or maybe you have someone to bounce ideas. But I assume you work primarily for yourself. Mm. And I think one of the problems with working for yourself, be it in the creative field or whatever, is like, uh, it's kind of difficult to not have boundaries. You have to be discipline about okay maybe i don't take work after sex yeah i don't do anything work related so yeah. how does how does balance look like for you um for me i keeps i keep my sundays free for family church? mostly for family oh no church. Uh, no no, no okay. church. Cool. uh mostly for family yeah. um, and friends but uh yeah honestly that's about it and i and i i cut i try to cut all work after 10 p.m so after 10 p.m i just is so what, to, 10, just 10 a.m. to 10 p.m.? <laughs> 10, 10 p.m. to about 1 a.m. is okay. my just chill time okay. where I play games and okay. I just watch porn and jerk off, you know? Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe a bit shorter with more realistic, but a three-hour <laughs> porn session sounds a little bit too long. I mean, I just bought a $3,000 sex doll, so that's going to take up a lot of my... Nah, I'm just kidding, guys. Just what, kidding. You want to bring the sex doll for dinner first or something? <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, usually 10 to 1 is my, my chill time and Sunday's off. Um, but... Yeah, in the past, I didn't have any boundaries like that. I just worked and um, 
I wouldn't say I was working all the time, but I just worked and took breaks whenever I want. And mm. I realized I need that rigidity. I need that schedule, right? I need to tell myself, okay, 10 p.m., cut all work no matter what. Sundays, rest no matter what, you know? I, I just need that that schedule, yeah. Yep. Mm. How do you foresee uh, whatever you're doing right now to expand into a bigger team? Because right now you're handling, I assume, everything. Uh, including mm. down to the admin side, the finance, and all these other backends, including uploading to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine this this thing you have growing into maybe you and someone else or you and two others? Is, is that in, in the pipeline in the cards? Yeah, for sure. I think in the past, when I just started, um, it wasn't really in my mind, right? I I wasn't, I mean, I was confident that my YouTube channel would take off, but I, I, I didn't know how big, right? So I was just, depending on myself but recently i've i mean i just got a an accountant my my wow. younger my younger brother's helping me to edit okay. so i'm slowly but but very cautiously expanding um but yeah definitely in the future definitely i i plan to open another youtube channel and and potentially get editors and yeah i just want to see how far i can take this yep. yeah so you mentioned that you love youtube so what do you hate about the the platform uh the platform yeah uh, or what do we not see? Because you have the, the the point of view of being a consumer of the platform as well as a creator. Mm-hmm. And usually uh, because we are laymen, we just consume, we don't see the side of the creator because I think there's been a lot of conversation about uh, advertisements, um, uh, DMCA takedowns, mm-hmm. uh, the algorithm f- uh, f- favoring certain types of videos. So, so what do you uh, not like about it? Um, it's not a call out, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, uh, wow, I don't know. I mean, I have, a, hold on, let me try to formulate my thoughts. Sure. Actually, no, I think, I think YouTube is, is a great, pre- great platform, but like with every platform, there are, there are certain downsides to it, but I would say generally, I mean, YouTube is, YouTube is fucking great, man. It has, liberated so many people it has made so many people their own bosses you know there are hundreds thousands of creators on on youtube that are just just living their best life there are fucking people reviewing lego toys and making 10 5 10 5 to 6 figures a month there are kids reviewing toys yeah exactly (laughs) right yeah exactly i mean as much as you know yeah there are certain downsides about youtube you know being you know, some say that it's very, uh, they favor, you know, advertisers more than the creators themselves. But I think it's just, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. You know, I, I like YouTube. Yes, there are certain things, certain things that they can improve upon. But no, man, I, I love YouTube. I love YouTube. It's, yeah. it's interesting to think how a platform like YouTube has, in your words, liberated. I think lib- liber- liberation or the idea of liberation is a very strong a concept to to use because it is true. Like there's what plant tube. I think a friend of mine was telling me about law tube where lawyers uh, are just like talking it and they talk about uh, current court cases or they mm. talk about court cases and they give their opinion. I think usually those opinions in the past, it used to be, you have to pay for them. Yeah, but right exactly, now everything is exactly. free. If you need, if, if, if you know what to look for, it's usually there. And yeah. it's these uh, opinions and these creators are quite valuable actually mm-hmm. but you can mm-hmm. learn almost anything on YouTube if yeah. you have the time and you have the dedication to yeah and you know what to look for like, I mean YouTube is the best school you know it is it is the best school yeah There's, you can learn almost anything and everything there yep. yeah so I'm curious to know how 
does it feel to be in the scrutiny of the public eye? I don't really give a fuck, man. Okay. Like, I mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, uh, uh, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really concerned about that. I, mm. I, I, I don't know if I'm a, I'm a narcissist and I enjoy the attention <laughs> or something, but no, it feel it feels good when people come up to me. I like I like I like it when people come up to me. It's like it's heartening to see that real people actually watch your videos rather than just a number or, or yep, a comment. Because that's all you, you see, know? right? You see yeah. comments, you see a profile pic and you see yeah, some, a profile pic of a cute anime girl and, and you know. And it turns out not to be the cute yeah. anime. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's heartening to see people. Um, but uh, I don't really, I guess um, the only thing is, um, and I'm not complaining, but mm. sometimes people, I think it's just a very Singaporean thing, right? Like Singaporeans usually just stare at you and like, hey, that guy looks familiar, eh? You know, and they just stare at you for like <laughs> 10 seconds, but they don't say hi and yep, they don't yep. smile. So I'm like, wait, did I do something wrong? <laughs> and, do I have, what did I do? Did I not zip my pants? Like, and so sometimes I don't know whether to say hi or like mm. to just stare at them aw- awkwardly or like just look forward, yep. you know? And um, yeah, creepily taking videos also. That is awkward. That this is, is awkward bit, in any context. That, yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. So, so it's, so you're, from, from what I'm hearing, you're, you're just comfortable with it and you are, you're okay with people coming up and just yeah, approaching sure, you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah I don't put too much thought to to that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel very scrutinized in in public. I, yeah. Okay. Because mm. I would imagine um having having some sort of recognition or as I say, I won't say public eye, but having some sort of platform, there is some sort of like a responsibility to to uh not rock the boat too much to 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 say something yeah because there are certain pressures that you have a platform you have responsibility you have fans you have your community mm. all that other shit yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i i think and i hope i'm a good person okay you know so <laughs> i hope you're a good person too yeah so i don't know i i'm just gonna live my most authentic self because i think i'm a good person and uh yeah, if, if ever one day there's a scandal or some shit, then, I mean, that's too bad, I guess. Yep. You know? Yeah. So, taking a bit of a, 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 a tangent, um, in Singapore, we have this tagline called Passion Made Possible. I don't know how much we pay for the tagline. I think it's quite stupid. Um, so, the word passion is interesting because it's often used in conjunction with creative work or craft work. It's often used as a... Uh, a, a, a way of describing some sort of ephemeral creative energy or you're, you're, you're passionate about something, that's why you should put 150% or something. Um, I'm curious to know, what is your definition of passion? Because you are in a very unique position where you are your own boss, you create videos that you want to create without any much oversight and you, you put it out there to, to, to people who adoringly watches your videos. So mm. I'm curious to know, would, would you describe this as passion? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. for sure. I think passion is doing whatever that also don't want to sound cliche but doing whatever that ignites your soul or you know Whoa. ignites your fire <laughs> you know like I know I, I I really believe that everyone knows what they actually want to do you, you believe that? yeah I think everyone since young or like they just I think everyone knows deep down what they really want to do it's just whether they want to pursue it or they want or they have the balls to, to go and pursue it, right? Which I totally understand in, in today's society where everyone is, you know, trying to be realistic and trying to be, you know, um, doing things, I guess, to to have a stable income. And that's totally understandable, right? But but yeah, I do believe that everyone knows deep down what they want to do and what ignites their, 
their fire. Was know? there like a... And I think that's passion. Yeah. Was there like a revelatory moment for you that you realized, okay, this video thing is what I want to do? Or was it more gradual? Because in the movies, we watch things like that. Or it's always a moment in time where, where oh, I realized I wanted to do this. But mm. is that the same for you? Or was it more, okay, I, I tried this, I get a little bit of success and I snowball the momentum. Yeah, How was it like for you? Uh, no, definitely gr a gradual process, man. I mean, um, it's, yeah, I think like we discussed earlier, like passion and these things, they're not, it's, it's very intangible. The only thing you can do is try, that's, this is what I think. La. I think you can, you can only try as many things that, that interest you, right? And eventually you'll land on something that, that, you know, fuels you and, and hopefully can earn you some money as well. And then, yeah, bingo, you strike that you've strike the jackpot, you know, doing your passion as, doing your hobby as your career. Yep. That's that's what everyone wants to do, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, okay, so assuming that uh, someone who's listening to this have no idea what their passion is. In fact, they might be stuck in a job, they might be doing something else. How how would you recommend someone to perhaps find this passion of theirs if it's innate? Yeah. Mm. What, what, what were some things that you were watching or you were listening to? Or was it someone like maybe you looked up to said something to you? Yeah. Um, fuck. You don't give me any cliche sayings? Uh, no, not cliches. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, this is gonna, ah, uh, this is quite off brand, but, uh, <laughs> shit. I, I'm a firm believer. Oh my God. Okay. First time. I'm a firm, firm believer in, in like law of attraction and like okay. ma manifesting stuff. Yep. You know, so I do, I, and I attribute, I would say maybe 90, 99% of my success to this this framework of yep. thinking right yep. and i and i implore everyone to at least look it up or or learn about it i i'm sure a lot of people have heard about law of attraction but um yeah i do a lot of visualizations i visualize where i want to be in x amount of years the amount of money i want to make in x amount of years how many subscribers i want in x amount of years and and i don't mean just sitting down th and, and and this is not wishful thinking i don't mean just sitting down and like think, oh, I want to be a YouTuber and bam, where's my, you know, where's my YouTube play button? What the fuck, universe, you're not delivering. Yep. I mean, really sitting down and believing and actually, it's a very visceral thing, but uh, yeah, law, yeah, that's that's what I believe. I don't want to, yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> but I'm curious to know, how how did this idea come to you? I, I read a book, it's called The Secret. Okay. Yeah, and um, also I read this book when it's, when I was in, yeah, like I mentioned, that very low point in my life, yep. maybe I was grasping at at anything that I could get my hands on, yep. right? And I saw this new new way of thinking, this this new, yeah, this new way of thinking, and I tried believing in it, and I really put in the work, and I tried that I I I immersed myself in this this um this framework yep. of thinking, yep. and um yeah, it it actually really works. So I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm would you say that it gave you hope? Yeah, because for sure. Well, I would for imagine sure. if you're on a low point, yeah. if someone were to tell you, oh, you have to picture it, I would imagine because of the the, the mentality one might have being uh, a bit submerged under, let's say, whatever uh, problems they might be dealing with, it might be difficult to actually have something so focused and to, to move towards because I just think uh, it's, it's so in contrast with what their current perspective and worldview might be. So I would imagine something like that Apart from, yes, visualizing what you want materially, I think it's more, it gives you hope. It gives you something to hold on to as you go through mm, uh, yeah, definitely, the, the time, right? Definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, man, it gave me, yeah, like I said, I was just very, I was I was willing to do, to do whatever it takes to climb out of that hole, you know? And 
and I don't know, maybe call it the universe trying to rescue me or something, but I somehow I landed upon this book. Yep. Yeah. And um it 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 f- for once it made me feel in control of, mm. of my life, yep. you know. Yeah. Because and it's interesting that you mentioned that it's not wishful thinking. Mm. Because people when when they hear it being spoken about, let's say, offhanded. Okay, they might just think, okay, I have to think about it. Sure, you, you can think about it, but it's that is just wishful thinking because yeah. nothing is happening. You're just mm-hmm. thinking about it in your mind. But unfortunately, we live in a physical plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still have to do something. Yeah. I think that's the, the crucial next step in maybe a whole list of steps that you you either consciously or unconsciously have, have been doing to 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 kind of like embody this this uh this idea that you have. Yeah, for sure. I mean it's not just thinking, you have to work your ass off as well. It's not like I wished. I just thought of it and the universe put everything into place for me. I yeah. had to bust my fucking ass. I, there were countless nights of, you know, just grinding and and yeah, a lot of editing work, a lot mm. of hard work was put into this. But uh, it, but visualizing gave me a, a goal to work towards. Mm. It gave me hope that this is actually possible and that's how I could you know, bust my ass. If, mm. if if you're working just for the paycheck, you'll give up at the first obstacle, you know? And um yeah, that's yeah, that's that's my way of thinking, I guess. So mm. so what you mentioned about all these countless nights, would you say that these are the things that people don't see? People don't see behind the channel unless unless you, you speak about it, unless you you do a video about it, because we click the video, we see the title, we see maybe eight minutes of you until the next time you decide to show uh, whatever type of content you decide to show. But whatever you just said, it sounds as though to provide the eight minutes of content, it sounds as though maybe it took two two days or three days. And those are the things that people don't see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, it, it's the same same with, um, I guess, reality TV shows or or, or TV, uh, yeah, reality TV shows. People think it's it's real, right? Mm. But I mean, there are producers, there are scriptwriters orchestrating each scene, you know, creating drama. Yep. And uh, yeah, I guess it's the same for YouTube. Um, not in a sense where everything is fake. Yes, some things are fake, but uh, yeah, a lot of work and thought, uh, was is put into, at least my YouTube videos, lah. Mm. And, and yeah, I try to keep it keep it that way. Would you yeah. say that there's an overall message or overall theme for the type of content that you produce? Um, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just, I just do whatever the fuck I want. I, I hope to, I don't know, I hope to inspire people to try to live their most authentic life, you know, and, and, um, I look forward to your yeah. success seminars, yeah, to, to pay you $200 to speak in front of a buy, buy my ebook, only going for $6.99. <laughs> Contact me at Sneaky Sushi. <laughs> so it's interesting because right now you have this level of internet success. Uh, you have a large community of fans and followers. And I'll assume those skill maybe a little bit younger than you. So mm. I would assume, uh, I'm just curious, do you feel some sort of responsibility, like maybe to, to help, as you mentioned, help them, uh, find what their passion is to, to just, lead them or, or guide them towards what would be fulfilling to them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, funny you ask, like I've just been thinking about this the last few weeks. Mm. Like at, at the, for the first one and a half years, maybe even two years, every the content that I just make is just random things, right? Things that I'm interested in, things that I want to do. Mm. But I don't know, I've been going, recently I've been thinking like what, uh, I don't know, what value are my videos actually providing? You know, mm. I, uh, Guys, buy my ebook. Come to my seminar. <laughs> the links below. <laughs> but yeah. No, I mean, but these are the thoughts that yeah, have, have been, you have been thinking about. 
Yeah. Yeah, like what? I mean, do I just, do I want to keep roasting people for like the next five years? You, you know? could. <laughs> I mean, I could. I guess, but surely, I don't know. I feel like there is something more I can give and I haven't figured that out yet. I will figure that out. But um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to just bring negativity into into the world. Yeah. You know, a lot of my videos are like, okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm just going to end it there. <laughs> <laughs> self-censor it's, it's interesting to consider um it's, it sounds as though you are i guess kind of acknowledging the fact that perhaps you have a little bit of influence with regards to uh, people who watch your stuff they, they, they follow your, your stuff quite religiously the the word for that i have in mind it's like a role model and you are kind of more conscious about i guess the type of content you want to put out so that it will that it will have a net positive instead of like a net negative yeah yeah i mean I, I, that's why I've even mentioned in my videos that I'm not a role model, a role model, and I don't want to be a role model. I don't want that responsibility because I know that the kind of content that I produce, like, it's, I don't think a, a very young kid should watch mm. it. You know, like, I mean, like, even my latest video, like, the, the love, the sex doll shit, like, come on, man, the fuck? <laughs> Your mom walks in on you watching that, she'll give you a tight slap, man. Yep, yep. But, uh, but that's the interesting thing about, I guess, YouTube and internet age. I mean, there's this whole uh, phenomenon about people being like really attached to the creators that they watch because it's it's very different as how, let's say, someone from like say early th uh, 30s to 40s, they watch things on TV. There's always like a very like, it feels very far away. Let's say yeah. you watch like a celebrity acting on TV. But right now, because things are getting a lot more closer, a lot more personal with regards to not just a very like, uh, not, not just in terms of the content they produce, but content is also shifting towards a very personal take. Like people are just doing like the selfie camera and they're talking. Mm. So there's this whole phenomenon where I think people, when they watch uh, a certain creator for an extended period of time, they get attached. I mean, yeah. even unconsciously, like the, 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 the opinions of the creator kind of just disseminates down. And I guess it's up to the individual who watches it to, to filter it out. But let's mm -hmm. say if your, 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 your audience is a bit younger, they might not be conscious of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, for sure. But yeah, interesting observation. It, you you are right. Like, and I think that is the beauty of you know YouTube or or any social media platform or like Twitch live streaming. You know, people be, people. It's a we we can connect to our audience on a more, way more personal level, right? They feel like you know your friend when they when they watch a YouTube video. Yep. But um, I mean, I I yeah, man. I I don't want to be a role model, but I'm I will. I am trying my best to to um yeah like i said i think and i hope i'm a good person so i'm just gonna live my life and hopefully it gives a net positive you know um but i i um i don't put too much pressure on myself to always say the right things or do the right things because yeah i just wanna just wanna be myself and live my life you know yeah I think you not wanting to be a role model seems like something that your fans will rally behind the fact that you should be a role model. <laughs> <laughs> Is that kind of par paradoxical thing that I can imagine your fans rallying behind? Right, right. right. <laughs> Wasn't there like there's a saying like the best leaders don't want to be leaders or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that? Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But, 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 but that saying can be twisted to fit whatever narrative that one wants. True, oh, yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> so you, you mentioned Twitch. Um, why did you start streaming on Twitch? Because I would imagine the content that you produce on Twitch is uh, a little bit different from the one you, you do on YouTube. Oh, how so? Because Twitch is more stream of consciousness. You have to be, I think, engaged 
uh, let's say if you do like a three hour stream, it's like you are hosting something for three hours. At least mm. that's from my perspective. Mm. But for YouTube, it's as I said, you are videoing yourself in front of a camera, you video 30 minutes of content, you cut it down to eight. Yeah. There's a lot more uh, thought and uh, editing when it comes to like videos like that. But I think Twitch is a, a different thing altogether, at least from my perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's way different. But um, yeah, I like that challenge. I like that challenge. I just, initially when I began streaming, I don't know if I could do it because yeah like you said youtube and twitch is actually it's very different right um for twitch you are expending energy for two three hours straight you have to be entertaining for two yep. three hours straight some people work in bursts of energies and i think i work in bursts of energies so i don't i didn't know that i would be able to sustain that energy level for two three hours mm. but i don't know as i streamed more and more i just got more comfortable and um i think the key is to just be I'm using this word a lot, but just to be as authentic as you can on camera or in front of of, of your fans. And then um, it won't be draining. Yeah, at the start, when I initially start, initially when I started streaming live on Twitch, it was draining for me because I felt like I was putting on a front. Mm -hmm. There was something I had to, you know, put forth. Yeah, it was a front. La. And um, yeah, it felt draining. But as I, as I let go and I just, you know, tried to be myself in... Um, on on stream, it became way more, way more relaxing. Yeah, yep. and I didn't feel drained afterwards. Yep. In fact, sometimes I feel energized and recharged. Energized. Yeah, because I loved, I love bantering and like just teasing my fans, and yep. they tease me back. Like yep. they always make fun of my forehead. I always go their mom and <laughs> shit. You know, <laughs> wonderful, so, very mature things, like Yeah, yes, of yes. course. <laughs> we have a very mature community here at, in Sneaky Sushi. <laughs> The, the type of content uh, when you live stream, is it any different from your content on YouTube or is it more or less the same or is it uh, they, they they work in tandem with each other? How, how, how is that like? Um, right now, I'm trying most of the, I mean, because I just signed, I signed a deal with Twitch, right? Wow. So I have to stream every, I not not have to, it's not like I don't like it, but I love, <laughs> I, I do enjoy streaming, but I have to stream every Fridays at 8 p.m. Um, uh, on Twitch. So the um, what I'm trying to do now is whatever stream, whatever content I create on stream will be repurposed in for my YouTube videos. Yep. So yeah, there is a, a correlation and they it's it's quite a symbiotic relationship. Like my Twitch channel and my YouTube channel. Yep. It's just yeah, they 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 cross over quite quite often. Yep. Yeah. So as a local YouTuber starting to stream on Twitch what do you notice? Do we have a very like vibrant Twitch community? Because I know from, from, from what I know of Twitch, it's mostly in the West. Uh, mm -hmm. Mostly centered, I think I'm on LA. I think actually mostly Los Angeles. Yeah. Not even the other parts, but it's it's very Western centric. Most of the, the, the people tuning in are from, I think, Euro uh, European countries. I think West, maybe very little from it. There are certain like uh, creators, I think from Japan, even Mexico. But I think, what about Singapore? Is there like a very like strong uh, Twitch community? Uh, viewership uh, is, is it growing yeah uh yeah it's definitely growing man i guess one of the reasons why i went to twitch is because i saw this growth and i noticed it and i it's only gonna get bigger right and twitch is twitch feels like the early days of youtube right now like youtube maybe five uh, maybe six seven years ago and this is what twitch like there will be a, a bigger growth and um um yeah, I think I wouldn't say the community is is thriving and and like flourishing, but it's definitely growing, and I do see it growing in the next next few months, next few years. But um, yeah, 
yeah, it's it feels like YouTube five six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with Twitch and YouTube, um, that is definitely one way to 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 grow your community and I guess to make money as well. So I'm curious to know, what is your view on sponsorships? And because I think there there might be certain creators that only take sponsorships uh, very, very selectively because they don't want to interrupt or they don't want to interfere with how they are putting themselves out there. But some other creators may feel differently about it. So I'm curious to know, what is your perspective with regards to sponsorship? Because ultimately this uh, is a creative outlet, but it still has to make some sort of money because you mm. still need to sustain yourself and stuff like that. I'm curious mm. to know, what is your perspective on it? Um, I mean, yeah, nothing wrong with, with sponsorships as long as it doesn't, I mean, I don't, for me, how I do my sponsorships is I tend not to let companies dictate or decide what the content should be. Because a lot of companies, they want to, let's say, um, uh, let's say food company A wants you to review their jigues their on a YouTube video, mm. right? But I know that that video won't do well, but they are paying me like 10K to do it. You know, I think a lot of people will be tempted to just accept that sponsorship mm-hmm. and just let's just fucking review this Jigui for one video <laughs> and then get 10k and then zao, you know. But like whenever you do that, you're you are you're tarnishing your your brand, you know, you're create I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you're tarnishing your brand and I don't think it's worth it in the long run. Yes, you get that 10k, but um I I I I value like the brand more than than that short term yep. short term money but um yes uh, but that being said nothing wrong with taking sponsorships everyone has their own you know goals everyone has their own uh, everyone is in their own circumstances but uh yeah to me i i value my brand more over that more over uh, more than yeah that quick quick cash and i want to start my own like businesses and my own merch line so i don't want to sell too much especially at in the early years of my my youtube channel um yeah so. you, you mentioned about building the brand mm-hmm. i'm curious to know what you mean by that because this this idea of building a brand i think people have have, have have different definitions of it and you mentioned about starting like a merch line and everything so where 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 do where do all these pieces fit? Because I think YouTube is like one piece. I think Twitch is another piece. What mm. other pieces do you foresee uh, this brand of yours to have? Um, I think it's like an it's like an ecosystem, right? But the main output of content will be YouTube. Everything that I want to do, everything that I aspire to be or aspire to do will fall into place as long as my YouTube channel is doing well and continues to grow. Mm. Like, uh, it, I mean... If if your videos get two, three, five million views, you can if your video gets two to five million views every video, you can basically start any business or anything that you want. You have the eyeballs and you have the attention. You know, like you can start an F and B store, you can start merch, you can, you know, open a open cafes or or do whatever you want. I'm I'm I guess I'm I'm really inspired by um Mr. Do you know Mr. Beast? Have you heard I know of him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Mr. Beast has um he's doing he's one of the biggest creators on YouTube and um with he he leverages his audience, his viewership to create businesses like mm. like um um yeah, a fast food restaurant. Um um he sells candy, mm. he he you know sells a lot of merch. And I think um yeah, that's that's the power that that's the power of being a creator. Now, creators aren't just creatives anymore. Cre- creators are creators and entrepreneurs if they want to be, you know? Yep. And I'm very attracted to that idea 
of of you know I mean it's the dream right it's the fucking dream you create whatever content you want you can earn money at it you can start businesses with it um yeah I don't know it just it just yeah it gets me excited just thinking about it yeah yep. it sounds very very fun especially okay yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say it sounds very wrong but it sounds very fun okay. wrong <laughs> it's, it's yeah it sounds fun man like it's just there's just so much possibilities I don't mm. know we're, we're living in an age where where anyone can be anything and 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 be successful at it if they work hard lah you know does yeah. the possibility of what can be done does that paralyze you uh, or does it excite you uh, how would it paralyze me because the fact that you need to if if you belong to a, a certain personality the way you see it you need to have uh, certain steps in mind you need to consider different possibilities and that would lead you to over planning maybe mm. contrary to that is like you lead uh, or you, you you do things quote unquote impulsively and you figure it out along the way I think mm. it's just uh, different ways of, of getting to the same destination because right now as let's say if you're an 18 year old 20 year old doing mm. let's say YouTube there is a lot of things to do like literally a lot you need to you, you can't just naively just oh maybe I do a video here I do a video there but especially if you have this goal in mind to do to to, to be a creator on YouTube you kind of need to have some semblance of, of, of business training. You need to know how to brand yourself. This idea of needing to brand yourself is kind of like a very new concept. And mm. I guess to, to, to trust that upon, let's say, I don't know, like teenagers and to young adults wanting to do it, I think it's quite, it's a little bit much. Yeah, don't scare the young ones listening to this podcast. Why are you scaring them? <laughs> if they're scared them? away by that, I don't think we should inspire do them. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah, I do I do get what you mean. But um, yeah, man, it, uh, but honestly, when I started out, I didn't really th- think a lot about that. I just... Um, I just started making videos. Like the market will tell you whether they like your videos or not, right? You True, just negative you put, comments. <laughs> yeah, negative comments or your viewership. Um, yeah, the market will tell you whether what you're doing is whether what you're doing has any potential or not. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah. if the market tells you, would that be authentic to what the market wants or what you want? Um. Ooh. Yeah. Because it's always that yeah. that that uh that balancing act really as a creator. For so sure, let's say sure. if, if I post art on Instagram, because of how the algorithm works and because of all the backend stuff, um, you kind of unfortunately do quantify the quote unquote worth of the art piece through I guess likes yeah, and comments. Yeah. The 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 buzzword is engagement. Mm-hmm. So I would assume it's the same thing with YouTube with the the like button, the subscribe mm-hmm. button, all that shit. So how mm-hmm. how do you balance that as a creator yourself? Because I would imagine the things that you want to do, the things you want to say, might not always align with what the brand needs. Yeah. Yeah. or what the, 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 the public wants because there's all these famous sayings of uh, the public doesn't really know what they want. They think they know what they want mm. but it's oftentimes up to the artist or to the creator to kind of show them all, oh, okay, this is what you want and then they will uh, adapt along with it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'm some... I guess that's why there's so many girls on Instagram post, posting pictures of their ass and their tits, right? Guess, <laughs> there's a market. <laughs> yeah, there is a market. And, yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like a like a like a ass pick will get twenty k likes, whereas a fully clothed pick pick will get like five k likes. Yeah. And that that's a different discussion altogether. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh well, what has helped you in in uh in deciding what type of video gets gets chosen? Because I would imagine ideas are boundless. But when you need to fix it down to a script, when you need to fix it down to let's say you you realize that your ten minute videos don't do as well, but the five minute one does as well. So all these things as you go through your creative process, you have to make a decision somewhere. Okay, maybe this idea might not do very well. I'll put it sometimes. I'll do a plan, a, a secondary channel to do it. 
So I'm just curious to know what goes through your filtration process. Okay, maybe mm. this will be the, the best bet for the child. Ultimately, it's still a bet. You don't know until you put the, the, the stuff out there yeah. and you see how it does. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there are, there are um, uh, checklists. There is a checklist where you can go through to make sure that your video does well, right? Like um, uh, an, a great thumbnail. Your thumbnail shouldn't have too many elements. You're, you have to take note of audience retention. Like every... I guess that's why my videos are edited really fast to get that audience retention. Um, your shots, like the first 10 seconds of your video has to be slightly brighter because if it's duller, you know, people might click off it. Mm. Um, there are There is a checklist and... Um, uh, I, and I guess that's one way to ensure that your video does well, right? But um, uh, recent—I mean, recently I—I've been um, recently I haven't—I uh, haven't put much. I don't put much importance on that checklist, mm. right? Because I uh, oftentimes it it limits my creativity. It, yep. it, it, puts me in a box, right? Like, yep. oh, for my first 10 seconds of the video has to be like super fast-paced, super impactful. I got to grab their attention. But um, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do things more organically and, and visceral, viscerally yep. now. Um, yeah. So when you made the choice to forego the checklist, that's how the sex doll video came about? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I do follow it here and there. Like, yep. I, my edits are still really fast. I try yep. to have a, an impactful thumbnail. Um, so these are the more intentional choices, lah. Because yeah. with regards to the fast editing, because uh, it might be have been popularized for something, but you you realize that it works for the type of content that you want to do mm. and the audience that you have, lah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, because YouTube has been around for 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 a very long time, like yep. it's and it's getting harder and harder every day to 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 be different on the platform, mm. platform to yeah. pop off on the yep. platform because all the content on YouTube is so optimized right now. Yep. It's so optimized to get views, right? And yeah, every 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 day is getting harder to, to be a YouTuber. That's why the quality of content on YouTube is so much better now, like compared to, you know, obviously 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Yep. And um, um, yeah, so that checklist is important, but um, um. Yeah, I, I try not to follow it too too much because I still want some flexibility and, and creativity. Yep. Yeah. Does does the idea of consistency ring true? Because as as you mentioned, every day gets more difficult. And I guess the algorithm favors what the algorithm favors. The good ones rise to the top and it always gets recommended. And I guess uh it gets recommended on the sidebar. There's a lot of discussion about it. And I I, I would imagine for every one successful YouTuber, there's like a hundred that, that we don't see because yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of videos get posted daily mm -hmm. by by people who who kind of have 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 the same desires, have the same interests, but their videos are, might might never be shown just because when you search for something, they just don't pop up because yeah. there's always like someone popular and they will recommend and people just go there. Mm -hmm. So is it like con is it just consistency? Is it constant reiterations? Like, how do you think if if you were to start, uh, you, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty. Confident, if I were to start afresh, I still can get some attention. It's but it's because I've been through this route, right? Yeah. I started from zero sub, so I know what what makes Singaporeans click. You know what um what people in Singapore are interested in. Yep. But um, yeah, like I said, um, you you can follow that checklist, but I realized that 
I realize the trend now is is to have very shocking content, like shocking um um videos. Mm. Like um I mean of uh like shocking meaning uh gruesome or in your face? No, 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 or, no, 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 videos that are actually interesting to watch you know like like fucking i don't know this just example giving i think fucking will be quite interesting to watch <laughs> a wrong, wrong website i think i'm wrong, talking about the wrong website <laughs> like um i don't know, giving 10k to a homeless dude this okay. is this is a mr beast video but yep. uh yeah and and yeah like like interesting content like that i i don't know i don't know but uh you're just yeah. talking off your ass like. yeah yeah so, i don't know going back to mr beast when you watch his content i guess for the first time and you continuously watch it what about him or his content was appealing to you yeah. um no i just uh i just find him very intelligent very smart like he has managed to he found a way to game the youtube algorithm right he knew he knows exactly how to create a viral video mm. and um that's why his his channel has made such a huge ripple yep. um in the youtube space there are so many copycats there are so many people following his footsteps mm. following his video format yep. and uh, truth be told i have been very tempted to make videos like that also because it is sort of like a it's a blueprint for you right to be famous but i don't want but yeah, I don't want to just be a blatant copy of that. Mm. And I don't think any... I mean, if if you want to, sure, you can. But, um... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm curious to know, what does good content mean to you? How would you define it? Au authentic content. <laughs> content, okay. content that... Um... At least for me, how, how I know a video is, is good is when I... I'm not afraid to show it to my friends and my family, right? Some videos I, I don't. Uh, want to share, want to watch it in front of my mom or my friends. I I cringe at myself or like uh, I'm not really being myself there, you know. But videos where I I I'm proud, where I, where I proudly share my videos with my friends and family, that's when I know okay, yeah, that video is a good one, you know, because I I'm I don't know, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my video. Yeah. Yeah. Um. As a tangent to that, um, has that been something that you watch recently or you consume recently that mm. surprised you? What I mean by that is that something you, you had an impression of initially that you did, that you, you have no idea why you're watching it, but post-watching it, you realize, oh, that, that is actually quite interesting to me. Has that been something like that recently? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. Wait, let me try to, try to think. I mean, a lot of <laughs> a lot of Netflix shows I watch like, I mean, I thought I, I won't like it, but I end up enjoying it. <laughs> you know, some porn videos, I thought I won't like it, but hey, I actually like it. Okay, you, know? you develop a new fetish of perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always exploring. <laughs> Singapore's tagline. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're, as, as a consumer, you're quite open. Like you're not that closed off to, oh, I only want to watch these creators. No, no, yeah, no, no, for sure. I'm, I'm I, as, as a content creator myself, I have to be open to new ideas, right? I have to, you know, watch more content, consume more content. Yeah. So yeah, I'm always open to new ideas. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious to know where does TikTok factor into this equation or this ecosystem of YouTube, mm -hmm. Twitch? Because I think when that came up, that was quite a game changer as well. Like a lot of businesses and uh, a lot of businesses are just forming new divisions to capitalize on the fact because it is like the hot commodity right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, YouTube had, had its day. It's still going strong. 
Twitch had its day, it's still going strong, but now I think TikTok is the hot commodity where mm -hmm. it has the attention of uh, so many people. Yeah. What do you think about that? And is, is that something that you will leverage on as part of your ecosystem as well? I mean, I am leveraging on it. Mm -hmm. I do repurpose my videos for, for TikTok. So, and it's doing, it's doing surprisingly well. Like I have more followers on TikTok than on my Instagram. And I think every, I mean, I, I feel like every business should have a TikTok account, right? It's just free organic views. It's free, it's really free marketing and you don't really need to put in as much effort as a YouTube video. I mean, like I said, YouTube content now is so optimized. It's getting harder and harder every day just because it's been around for so long. Mm. But TikTok is relatively new. The The barrier of entry to get 100k views on TikTok is way, way lower than it is on to get 100k views on, on YouTube. So yeah, it's really a wasted opportunity if you don't leverage on on the growth of, of TikTok. I've seen like Singaporean streamers literally have their life and career change just because of TikTok, just because their TikTok videos are getting hundreds and thousands of views. And yeah, their life, their their life have their lives have been changed. That's yeah, amazing. Just because of TikTok. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's great, man. It's it's heartening to see. La. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Okay. Um and do you have a TikTok? We do not. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We're, a bit, we're a bit too old. So I think it's more like we're looking in. Yeah, mm. we're not in tune with or at least I'm not in tune yeah. with I think the various trends and how it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I do realize the importance of it. Mm. But I think that's more from a business side. Like. I think there's a lot of like uh, overarching or underlying things that oh, people have been saying about the the what goes on behind the scenes and how I think predatory it is. Right, yeah. yeah. So mm. I think there's a lot of these uh, discussions. Uh, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, and I think there's a lot of cat videos on, on TikTok as well. So I heard I, cat videos. There's quite seen. a bit. Oh, I just know there are a lot of Xiaomi is dancing and shaking their asses on oh, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, Do you plan to make a TikTok video? Is that in the... I think because, uh, I mean TikTok account. because we we are a creative studio. Yeah. So I think the only, the only reason why we might want a TikTok account is probably just to show uh, animation. Mm. Yeah, because otherwise... We're not the kind of studio that I think do like vlogs and stuff. And I think we are more behind the scenes as well. Mm. Yeah, it's always the work front, the work first, the work first. And we're not like personalities in that sort of as well. Right. I, I yeah. don't think, I mean, you don't, I feel like you don't have to be a personality or you don't need a personality. Like even just showing behind the scenes, like behind the scenes of, of your artist doing a mural design on a, on a HTV blog. I think that'll be, that has huge viral potentiality, man. Even, and it may even, I don't know, drive business to your, to your studio if. I sense a know, collaboration coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so next time we're painting a side of a building, I'll, I'll contact you. That <laughs> sounds very viral. Yeah, I might actually do it. <laughs> um, in closing for the episode, um, I'm curious to know, how do you define success? And do you see yourself successful now? Um, I am, I'm grateful for what I have, but uh, I feel like I haven't peaked yet. I, uh, yeah, I guess, I, I guess I, I am successful. I mean, success to me is just being able to do what you want, do, do what you want and earn money, do what you want, earn money while doing what you want. That is, that is my goal. And I, I am doing that, so yeah, I'm contented. I'm grateful, but uh, yeah, in order to keep my 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 spirit on fire, I have to like chase bigger things and do do greater things, and you know, that's that's what I'm trying to do. 
Yeah. Oftentimes, uh, find it interesting where I think when you are actively doing something, you have all these goals, <clears throat> but when you do kind of accomplish it or you do achieve it, there is the next goal. Yeah, you definitely, definitely. But, 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 but that is quite funny in a way because you, you're constantly chasing something that is, I guess, in front of you, whatever that, whatever things that you feel you might need, but also ends up not being enough. Mm. And sometimes when, when, when you listen to people who seem to have everything in their lives and they speak about their experience, the conclusion of, from, 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 from what they say is like, you just have to be at peace and not constantly be chasing. Right. Yeah, like it's it's one thing to be chasing and it's one thing to be motivated. I think there, there's a difference between, because chasing, you're always chasing. You're, you're always coming from a point of, oh, I don't have it. That's why I want it. But I guess the the the, the motivation that you speak of is, it's fine if you don't get it, but you, you just want to move. There's a, a kinetic momentum towards. Yeah. yeah it's, it's quite funny because when, when 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 people speak of, oh, I want the next, oh, I want 100K, or I want 1 million, mm. it's always in front. Mm-hmm. But from speaking from, or hearing people who already have achieved that million, it's like, oh, maybe I'll get 2 million. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're always chasing the next yeah, and, 5, and, 10, 15 million. And it's, with with regards to being an online creator, I think it's even more exacerbated with regards to subcom, with regards to oh, followers. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah. I think back then, uh, a couple of years ago, it's always like people are very fixated on all oh, the amount of followers I have, the mm-hmm. amount of subscribers I have, because mm-hmm. as we mentioned, it denotes some kind of uh, internet value to 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 your brand name. Mm-hmm. But that is online. Yes, there is there is a certain um, reason for that, but there's also reality. You don't walk around with the the subcom on your head. Yeah, exactly. yeah, nobody, yeah. people who meet you on the street, the, the chicken rice uncle who, who orders, who gets chicken rice, don't fucking care about yeah. how many subcom you have. Oh, 100K, I'll give you more rice. <laughs> well, if only, yeah. So uh, what I'm trying to say, I think it's interesting because people like, they, they want to chase uh, what is what is next. Yeah. But it's also important to be, okay, I am happy at or content like, yeah. Yeah, with where I'm at. So I, I'm not constantly on the grind because mm-hmm. Constantly chasing, that is its own trap as well. Mm-hmm, Same mm-hmm. with being too content. So everything, I guess, is about balance. That's right. That's, that's exactly right. Um, Yeah, I try to focus as much as I want a million subscribers or five million subscribers. As long as I, I try to focus on the process, like the process has to be an enjoyable process. It has to be a net positive. Like as long as the process is, I'm enjoying the process. Yeah, I think I'm 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 on the right path. You yeah. Know? Yeah. What has helped you uh, realize that you're on the right path? What has kept you in check? Yeah, because if I, I find it quite interesting to to see uh, young young celebrities that let's say they appear on Disney and they get this overwhelming sense of I guess fame, and as they grow up, ninety percent of it they would crash. Crash mm. meaning they would they they perhaps can't handle the pressure because it is a very different life to get a uh, fame at such a young age. So I'm curious to know uh, what keeps you in check. Yeah, or who keeps you in check? Or do you have any like uh, philosophical sayings or things that you read that you that you always remind yourself, okay, uh, not to get too carried away? Because I imagine with fame and all these things, it's easy to get carried away. Mm. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I like to imagine I'm quite grounded, and that's not what a grounded person would say. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope I am. I, I I don't know. But um, what keeps me in check? Um, I don't really have anything. Have anything? To, my audience keeps me in check. I guess my fans keep me in check because we have, it's not like the relationship I have with my fans is, is it's quite a- Toxic. <laughs> it's like brothers and sisters, right? Okay. We would make fun of each other. We would we'd tease each other and they are not afraid to tell me 
uh, or tell me what's wrong or in my comment section. So okay. I I do read every single one of my comment. And um the I guess the yeah, the the thing that keeps me in check is is my comment section. And um uh and and maybe the like button if <laughs> if, if, if okay. like if a video doesn't do well, I know that I did something wrong, right? Yep. So I, I just try to adjust course, but also um not not listen to them too much where I dilute my own personality because it's it still has to be content that is genuine and authentic and yep. content that I enjoy putting out. So it's yeah, like like we said, it's it's a balancing balancing act, la. Yep. Yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned your 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 consumers and your fans because when when you're saying that, I was imagining like these uh people, they will keep the brand in check because they're constantly engaged with it. But I haven't heard an answer as to who will keep you in check personally because ultimately you are behind it. Mm. And if they're keeping, because what they see, I, I don't know what relationship you have with your fans, but I would assume when the lights are over, they're still you because what they see is just the brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think I have any anything or anyone to keep me in check. Me, me my mom, I do I do confide in, uh, confide in her sometimes, but... Um, Oh, time to get a pet, though. A pet? Yeah. What pet? A dog. Uh. <laughs> oh, I do have a dog. Okay. I do have a dog. Okay. But my dog can't speak to me. It's not like oh, she you gives never me know. advice. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I'm can just project your, your what you want onto the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I... I I don't know. I don't... I Maybe the... I do... I always have a vision of the best version of myself. And that mm. vision is what... Maybe what keeps me in check... I, yeah, I'm. I uh, yeah. It's it's interesting to consider because the idea of I think visions and uh having goals can both be uh trapping and can also be liberating because mm -hmm. it's quite weird like, because you need something to affix yourself to motivate yourself to work because if not then we will all just be in stasis. But mm -hmm. this having too uh stagnant or too fixed of a view on that that could be trapping us. If you, if you don't achieve it, that's right. fuck. It's like yeah. 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 I find these these nuances that you 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 see on the very nice quote, but there's like a whole list of disclaimers that people just don't really say because having too fixed of a goal is bad. But then you need that fixed goal to motivate yourself. Mm -hmm. But then so what's the percentage of effort? Yeah. And it's a lot of these conversations that uh I find to be the more interesting ones. Uh, because mm -hmm. as I said, you are a brand new individual, but what goes on behind the brand, it's like, yeah, people will see what you put out, but they don't see it's an individual. So can the brand continue without you? Can the brand continue with other people? Yeah, I think the, all these are quite interesting questions. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. I guess, um, yeah, because I, I am my brand, like Sneaky Sushi is me and Sneaky Sushi is the brand. Like um, you mentioned, will the brand be able to continue without me? I'm I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know. Like if I were to die in a car crash tomorrow, like will Sneaky Sushi continue? Probably not. The second door will feel very lonely. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, like will Sneaky Sushi continue? Probably not because I'm the one hosting. I'm the one in front of the camera. Yep. But um, uh, but yeah, I think it's still very, uh, I, I think it's still very early in, in my career. Like maybe I might have, you know, fucking a few employees under me and if I were to die, they can continue the company. But yeah, right now I don't think so. Yeah. Yep. Okay, before we end, I do have one last question. Um, I would, I would describe what you do as some sense, some, some sort of comedy. Would, would you, would you uh, agree to that statement? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's your relationship like with comedy? Because uh, comedy is often being described as uh, someone speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is 
quite illuminating, especially in recent years, to see how uh, people have used the the medium of comedy to tell some really interesting stories. Yeah. Of course, it's funny, and because when it's funny, um, people are able to accept the message a lot faster and a lot more, and you get to hear uh, different points of view. And I think I think Bo Burnham did some amazing stuff. <laughs> regards, well, yeah. It's very artistic as well, mm-hmm. and it's really pushed the, the 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 boundaries of what comedy can do. So I'm curious to know, um, what's your relationship like with it? Um, I've, I've always been a, I've, I, I don't know, I've always been a fan of, I remember when I was young, um, okay, am I, maybe I'll, I don't want to tell that story. Okay. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I've always enjoyed uh, sitcoms and, 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 and I've always watched um, stand-up specials, like, mm. and, um, it's, it's it's fun it's 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 heartening it's fun to make people laugh it's fun to see them see see them laugh but um yeah i mean laughter is the best medicine so yeah would you i try to give that to my fans i guess my audience would you say mm-hmm. doing stand up could be one of the things that you might want to try in the future i have i have thought about it but mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know maybe maybe in the future it's not anywhere in the close future but but you never know. Yeah. Do for one of your fans' birthday, lo. special appearance. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Or maybe a fan meet or something. I can <laughs> do a stand-up special. <laughs> a fan meet. Yeah. Okay, um, in closing, is there anything else you would like to talk about? Mm. No, no, not really. Not really? Yeah. Okay, so where can people find you online? What are your socials? Uh, this is your time to, to plug yourself. Um, I, you can find me on, sne- just search Sneaky Sushi on YouTube. Yeah. You're the only Sneaky Sushi on YouTube. There's no copies, there's no bots or uh, whatever. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. Yeah, just search Sneaky Sushi with two eyes and, and you can probably find me. Okay. Um. Is there a particular video yeah. that you think people should really watch? Um, maybe you- my crime watch videos. I mean, a lot of people seem to like that. Yeah. Um, where I react to and, and roast crime watch yep. videos. Yep. Yeah. I'm curious to know, um, before we end, do you watch your own content? Uh, I don't really like to. The only time I watch it is to critique and, and analyze it. Um, but after the video is posted, I rarely rewatch my videos. Yeah, I okay. rarely rewatch my videos. Okay. Sometimes I do, sometimes, but I don't know. Sometimes I just cringe at myself whenever I watch my own videos. So. But it's, it's fine when you're editing, but when you put it out there, you just let it. Yeah, maybe. I just, when the video is done, I just, okay, yeah, let it live on its own. Okay. Yeah. So when, when are you posting the video of you roasting your own content? <laughs> <laughs> maybe someone someone should roast my content. <laughs> yeah, I, I need some critique. Then you have your academy, you have your, your success uh, uh, event really, like you can you can do the, the speaking engagement, you can sell the book, you can do the, the workshop, like you teach your fan how to roast your own content. Yeah, that's perfect. Like. Yeah, yeah, creating an ecosystem, creating a, <laughs> my new business venture, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for your time and thank you for the conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. If you enjoyed what you heard thus far, do give us a follow on Instagram. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.